Welcome to the Business Sense with Brad podcast, where we talk about trends that impact modern-day businesses and nonprofit corporations. For more information, go to www.businesssensewithbrad.com. In this episode, we're going to be investigating if crypto investing is ethical, and we're responding to an article that you can find online titled, Ask the Economist Should a Christian Invest in Bitcoin? This episode, we're going to ask a more broad question, is it ethical in general? So it's not necessarily targeted only to Christians, but this is the article that we're responding to. My guest today is none other than Dr. Crystal Dove, who is Professor of International Business, Economics, and Finance, and has previous experience working as a financial analyst for Disney, as well as working for various nonprofit agencies. All right, welcome to the podcast, Dr. Dove. Well, thanks for having me here, Dr. Ward. It's uh, it's a little bit nerve-wracking, but a pleasure to be here with you today. And we're going to make a note now, neither of us are crypto experts, so we're going to look at crypto, uh, is investing in crypto ethical, but more in light of uh, finance and things that we know more about, so like uh, like stock and such. So we're going to compare it to that. Does that make sense? Sounds great to me. All right, so the article that we're going to be talking about is from the Gospel Coalition. From the Gospel Coalition. Uh, its target audience is Christians. We're going to look at, in general, is, is crypto investing ethical? Um, again, it does. it is geared towards Christians, but we're just going to take more of a broad brush approach. And some of the comments on this in this article, they were going around on social media. So I thought it would be worth... Uh, just taking a look at, are these criticisms of crypto investing all legitimate? Uh, so the first, cr- uh, the first criticism is that cryptocurrency doesn't provide dividends. And before going forward, if you listen to the first crypto episode that we did, it gets more into what is crypto. So we're not going to readdress that here. Um, but there was uh, a first criticism, criticism is that investment should have dividends. Is this true in general, do you think? And it doesn't have to necessarily be crypto, but does an investment, if we're investing in stock or something, should it have a dividend? Well, I don't know that. I, I'm not a huge fan of the word should. I think different people have different philosophies for investing. Uh, with you know, When evaluating return, uh, you do often evaluate both the dividend yield and the capital gains yield as a pot- as a overall part of how you're evaluating return on a stock. So, uh, but again, that a lot of that's going to depend on the investor themselves. Are they investing in something because they want uh, the quote unquote guaranteed dividend? Dividends are not necessarily ever guaranteed if something happens to the company. Or is it a situation where they're more, uh, you know, investing in a company where they're kind of wanting to see extensive growth and uh, in, in, in kind of your, your smaller cap stocks where, uh, you know, their their hope is found more in their capital gain yield. So again, I, I think it's going to depend on strategy. I, I, part of one of my issues with his assessment here is he uses a lot of, um, oh, what's the right word? Uh, absolutes with never, always, should, you know, et cetera. And, yeah. it, felt, and it felt quite broad yes. brush to me. Like if you're investing in something, there must be a dividend. He even used real estate example, which again, I don't think of fl- someone flipping a house has a dividend versus someone renting a house. He was equating renting a house to it producing a dividend. I just didn't like his, even that uh, example. Right, or I mean, think about art. You know, what what, what is the, and, and, and maybe somebody out there 
can tell me how art yields dividends, but I'm not sure that art, but, and yet art is very much seen as a form of investment, you know? Or even gold, would that even count? Or like, theoretically, I could just go buy right. gold. That's, and then resell I'm it. Looking so for a game. so I, I do think, you know, p- part of what is probably serves as a foundation to what he's saying here is his own personal belief of purpose of investment. And, uh, and I don't necessarily think that everybody who invests has that same sort of uh, full investment philosophy. Yeah, and I know, um, like, if uh, one stat I looked up, it's approximately 50% of small cap companies. Uh, so, smaller, I hate to say smaller corporations. I mean, they're still large companies, but investing wise, market capitalization, the small cap, only around 50% offer dividends. So, you could invest in stock or a company and not even expect a dividend. Right. And, and, and again, and over time, they might issue a dividend. But as far as, you know, when you're going in to invest, your thought process and who you invest in is going to vary based on what your goals of that investment are. And so that's, you know, and and that's going to look individual. It's going to be based on someone's age. It's going to be based on the money that they have to invest, et cetera. All right. And I think one of the, uh, another thing that this article mentions is that it says cryptocurrency is not an asset. And so, it might be a currency, it says. So one of the criticisms is that it's not an asset. Maybe a currency was the uh, concern. And I think most of us are looking at crypto as like, is this really a currency? Is it make-believe? And then we see all kinds of companies that are beginning to accept it. Even uh, credit cards are giving crypto rewards now. What do we think about, first of all, assets, liabilities? I know I don't want to get too far into like accounting and financial jargon, but like, I guess, can it be an asset? And what are your thoughts on the currency? Well, I mean, cash is considered an asset. I mean, that's a current asset. And so to me, Bitcoin, although I don't necessarily tangibly hold it in my hand, uh, can be viewed as a monetary asset in the same way based on, you know, what, what you just said as far as more and more companies even accepting it as a legal tender. So, uh, you know, so that's where... Again, I think he speaks in absolutes, not an asset. You know, I mean, it's just a very absolute statement that I wouldn't necessarily agree with his assessment. And only Siths deal in absolutes, which is an absolute statement itself. And then another criticism of cryptocurrency is that um, it can be used on the black market. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean... I agree. I think that that's been one of my criticisms of crypto, uh, kind of when talking to folks. At the same time, I think it there's a lot of things that can be utilized on the black market. Cash can be utilized on the black market. I think his argument is that, yes, that's true, but this is not as easy to trace. Um, you know, I do think that the inability to trace certain transactions with Bitcoin does make it more usable on the black market than cash. But that's not, again, we're talking absolutes. There's also, it can be used for things not on the black market. And so I I think, I think he could have used a little bit more clarity with versus just throwing terms around when making his case with regards to this specific point. Yeah, and then another uh, criticism uh, along the same line was that it's not as good as dollars or any other currency. 
I don't know if some, and I haven't studied nations' currencies. I believe it was Zimbabwe or something that had a currency hyperinflate a long time ago. But or like, like the Venezuelan Bolivar, like that's not a good currency. Yeah. So, I, yeah, so I, again, I think right now, even U.S. currency inflating, I think some people would say uh, that Bitcoin might be a hedge against that. But like. In unstable countries, for sure, the it might. Some countries are actually in welcoming cryptocurrency as they're in own. They're having their own problems with their own. Yeah, currency. El Salvador, and I, I've not read a ton on this, but I do know that they uh, back a few months ago, back in the fall, announced that they would start accepting Bitcoin as legal tender within their economy in the hopes to help try to boost the economy. So, again, for me personally, and I'm not, I will be the first to admit, like you said at the outset, I am not a uh, crypto expert, nor have I invested in crypto. So I I, I want to make that clear. But I do think uh, one of the things I often talk to my students about is how things that scare us tend to be the norm 100 years later. All right. So I, I think with any new and I'm not saying this is going to be the norm 100 years from now, there's I've had that conversation with uh, a few economists and they completely disagree. And, and I don't agree with that. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. However, I do think that crypto matches up to the shifts we've seen in technology. And so something along these lines might be what is perceived as normal or a one of you know multiple normal uh, means of transaction 50, 60, 70 years from now. Because 50, 60, 70 years ago, online banking didn't exist. And people would have said, no, that's too scary. If, we had, if, 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 if the articulation of online banking before the internet came to be had been articulated, the fear, I think, would have been similar to this. So that's where I, I think we have to be aware of like the reality of change. And I'd even say, because uh, since it's a peer-to-peer lending, essentially, I, even with the banking system, I doubt all cash or transactions actually exist. Like they're still digital or, so I think it's, I guess the scarier part for some people is that, well, it's peer-to-peer and we don't really know how the, I guess it's like blockchain technology and all of these things will hold up in the long term. And But I still think even at the, the banking level, still not all of their their transactions or dollars actually exist in a physical no, form. Exactly. You know, that and that's you know, that's and that's part of where when uh you know there is a run on the bank or something like that, it is because those dollars don't all exist in physical form. So yeah, I mean I, I think part of what is scary about this as well, uh, is just the it is a, is a bit of what you just said as far as the peer-to-peer aspect. And so as a result, the fear of lack of regulation, et cetera, is where we also tend to see uh, some of the, the fear and the concern and the tension come in. All right. And then one of the last conclusions, or not conclusions, but one of the uh, another criticisms is essentially since there's no dividend per se, and that might not be totally on the dividend side here, but that it's a bubble just because you're betting the price will go up. But if you look at like the stock markets uh, in general over the past hundred years, it's gone up roughly ten percent. A lot of the times we're just hoping these companies increase in value. Um, is that true with like a crypto bubble? Like I'm inve- like an investor basically has to get out 
it before somebody else gets in and then the bubble's going to burst at some point. But can't we hope that crypto keeps going up? Yeah. I mean, and I would argue the people that I know that are invested in crypto, they're not necessarily worrying about the bubble. Is it possible for it to exist? Yes. I mean, we saw that with tech stocks. You know, we saw sometimes when something moves so fast, that's where the concern of the bubble bursting comes in, you know, because the value is not true to the actual value of uh, the the stock and, you know, kind of in the, in the tech case. But, uh, you know, I think that so I, I think it's a real concern. But, you know, one of the things the author articulates is, you know, talking about short selling and doing that in order to be, you know, to protect yourself from the bubble, et cetera. I don't think those who are investing in crypto, that that's where their mindset is right now. Quite frankly, and maybe this is because of who I'm around, you know, which is college students. I think a lot of the investment in crypto right now is for the love of the game, you know, and, and, you know, and that kind of potentially leads us into what I know you want to talk about with regards to ethics of, is that an okay reason to invest? Yeah. And so I think the bubble, calling it a bubble, I don't even, economists definitely don't agree if it is or not. And then there's all kinds of cryptos out there. And I think, actually think there's going to be, and I've seen this already, crypto ETFs. I don't know how that's going to work, but I don't even know how, quite how indexes totally work, but you can invest in a basket of assets similar to crypto and track with it. So you're just looking at Bitcoin only versus all these other ones. I still think at some point there'll be ETFs or almost a mutual fund style where you're even if one goes uh, goes under, you still are betting on other ones. Like most people invest this way anyway, or uh, like for the retirements, they're like they're spreading their money across a lot of different. Uh, industries and businesses. Well, and I think that takes us back to the dividend conversation. I was doing a little bit of research the other day, and I'm not sure he that the author is accurate on there will never be a dividend because it appears that both some of your Bitcoin firms are, uh, you know, that they have div- that have stock or have dividends attached to them, and those dividends are in Bitcoin. You know, and so I think that the dividend might look differently. But to say, you know, especially as with what you were just talking about, as far as kind of the future of where this is going, whether or not, uh, you know, there are ETFs, et cetera, I think we might actually see uh, some of that dividend concept come into play there where they might automatically reinvest, you know, but that where we do see, you know, dividends that counter kind of what he's saying. Yeah, I, another just a side note. I I found it interesting that there will only be a, so much of Ethereum and Bitcoin out there someday, and where cash you can just print it off. Uh, in other currencies, you can just be like, oh, we need more out there, and the governments you're relying totally on the government uh, to do this. Where there will be a limited supply of Bitcoin, which I don't even know what that looks like—a limited supply versus. But again, I just I found that interesting. Yeah, and I would say again, I I don't think we've had enough exposure to know necessarily the the consequences good and bad of that in the long term but there's a piece of me that is bothered by the fact that when we just want to have money we can print more uh and whether or not that's best for our monetary system so um you know this could be something that's a positive all right so let's conclude here ethical uh wise um so I guess, again, I, we're not probably going to, speaking of absolutes, we're not going to give an absolute, is this ethical or not, but what are your thoughts on the ethicality of investing in cryptocurrency? Is ethicality an actual word, Dr. Ward? Okay, I believe that's so. That's kind of cool. And if okay, not, we're making it one. Um, you know, I, it's interesting because 
let me throw a question back at you as I've been thinking I about wasn't this prepared because for a I think that uh, you know t- taking away from just Christian perspective but looking at ethics, how do you define ethics in this scenario? Is it right or wrong to invest in the cryptocurrency? That's my cheap definition. Um, yeah, I mean, really, ethics is the study of what's right and wrong. So, I mean, is it? I guess is there something wrong about it? I guess or. Again, it's I hate to say because it's almost like it's just black and white and it's not because uh, if uh, like usually it's easy like is something totally wrong like you know stealing for fun like most of us would say that's wrong when you're talking about should I invest in cryptocurrency that's far more gray area right and that's where I I I don't think you can answer in the right or wrong I think motive matters uh, you know I I personally again I'm I'm new to this I don't choose to invest in it because as a Christian, I don't think it's a good stewardship of my resources. So when I think about it from that perspective, I don't necessarily, with where I am in life, think that it is a good stewardship of my resources. But that doesn't mean that I think that it is ethically wrong. And nor do I think that that means necessarily that for other Christians who, with the way they utilize their resources, that it's wrong for them, even from a Christian perspective. Uh, but, I, you know, I struggle with the... You know, the perspective that if this is viewed as unethical or wrong, that buying a beautiful piece of artwork, does that, is that wrong? Because it's not returning a dividend to me. I might be able to sell it for more money one day. And theoretically, according to the author, that would be a bubble that this price of art's going to pop some point. someday right. and go down. And so right. now uh, it could be, well, because you appreciate that. Well, maybe I appreciate this, again, once again, for the love of the game. So I, I, don't, I, I don't really know that as an individual I can answer that or can state this is not ethical. Because, again, if, if I'm choosing to do it because of illicit trading I want to do on the black market – to result in a behavior that's unethical, that's one thing. If I'm choosing to do it because, you know, my aunt gave me an extra few bucks and for me to do something fun with, and I chose to do this instead of going to play miniature golf, I don't necessarily, you know, with that money, I don't necessarily believe that that is an unethical decision. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of people too are making it part of just an overall investment strategy. I mean, I know some people go all in, they're like, I'm going all in on this one crypto and it's, you know, it's make or break where I think your typical person that's investing in it's probably buying fractional shares and they're just kind of adding it on to what they're already doing, but they're not. Uh, So I think it's definitely more gambling, if you want to call it that, just to go all in on one versus, you know, but again, I don't, I still don't even know if that's unethical per se. Well, no, I I do think, I do think when we're talking ethics, you have to look at where something fits in with the greater context. So I, I know of an individual who invested heavily in Bitcoin and lost a lot of money. Uh, and that was, you know, that was kind of his, it wasn't even a side hustle for a time. It was his hustle for a time. That had an impact on his family and their income, you know, and on his, like, so to me, that's where I don't think, and and maybe ethics isn't the right conversation and wisdom is. I don't think that was a wise choice for him to make, you know? And so, uh, again, I mean, I, the absolute of this is ethically, ethically bad. I'm not there yet, but I do think the heart that drives the decision is what needs to be considered. All right, Dr. Devil, thanks for your insights and thanks for joining me. Maybe we'll have you on again someday. Well, thanks for having me, Dr. Ward. It was a pure pleasure.
And just a fun note before we close, Bitcoin itself is down roughly 10% at the time of this recording over the last 30 days. So that's quite a drop. Uh, Who knows what will happen next for it. Thanks for listening to Business Sense with Brad. Please follow on your favorite podcast app. Until next time.